Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is December 22nd, 2014. And welcome to our holiday themed episode. I'm your host, Iggy. I'm co host, Adam. I'm co host, Colin. I'm co host, Knox. And, uh,. Well, I was going to say Merry Christmas, everybody, but that's going to piss somebody off. So Merry Christmas. Let's see. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Kwanzaa. What else? Um, Festivus. 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 Yeah, whatever, Festivus. Your fall, you know, whatever your holiday is, I hope you have a great big fuck off holiday. So. <laughs> yeah. Because this year, this year, everyone's been like kind of super sensitive about things. So you always feel like you have to account the for The war it. on <laughs> Christmas. The war on Christmas. Well, you so saw that tenuous. thing about like white Santa Claus, right? So, well, I guess that's every white year Santa? that we do that. that was, they did that a couple years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> It, it's every year. <laughs> it's a hit. They got to try. I don't know. I, I think that there's actual good things to be bitching about. Like, actual important things to be bitching about. Yeah. Just, Definitely. Like, you know, Ferg and you got uh, uh, those guys, that uh, Eric Garner and everything. And right. Yeah. It's been a, a busy year. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you guys aren't even in St. Louis. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're at, like, the epicenter, right? Pretty much. It's only, like, 10 miles away. Ferguson is. I wonder if they're going to make a game about that sort of thing. Uh, they have already. That'd be terrible. Looter simulator? No, no, no. This is, this is depressing. Let's talk about something not depressing. Okay. <laughs> like, like Christmas. Transistor. Oh, Transistor. Well, if you played it. I did you guys can it. have spoiler talk. Who played can Transistor? Me. Yeah, Colin played Transistor. I did, and so did Knox. I haven't played it yet. I know what happens, though, so. Okay. I don't know. <clears throat> Oh, we can talk about that later. Let's talk about Christmas first. All right. So, uh, as is our tradition, we usually talk about uh, some of our favorite, like, Christmas-themed or, like, holiday-themed games or events. But we are also going to talk about our picks for best game of the year. Um, Might as well just lump it all together. It's the end of the year. Why not, right? Um, (laughs) Let's let's start with Colin, actually, because he's... You oh. seem to have a lot that you want to say this time around, right? We're chopping at what, the for game of the year? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like, you know, I think that I didn't get a computer until like a month ago. So I've been actually been playing catch up for the past... You've been like, playing console years. stuff, right? I have, but not... You know, I was looking back on the list, and me and Knox were talking about this like a week or two ago. Is that, you know, we were looking back on the list of games in 2014, and I don't know if it was him or me first, and we both go... This is a, like kind of a disappointing year, mm. and I remember I had that out last year because you know um, I remember not picking a game last year because I remember expressing how disappointed I was in the industry, and it's not really all that much better this year. But there were like really good games released this year, and so I rushed through Transistor, and I just finished it like an hour or two ago. It's still kind of sinking in with me. Oh, it's all fresh in your mind. It's it's really fresh in my mind, and while I really like it. I still think I like Bastion better, so I'm really wary of like ranking it because I gave Bastion was my, my Bastion was my that was your favorite, game. right? It was my favorite game for 2011 or the first year we did it, so I'm really wary to kind of like rank Transistor up there, even though I really liked it. Like the art style is really fucking good, but I've also been playing like a Child of Light lately, and while it was Ubisoft, I'm actually kind of impressed with that game. Um, I have that game. I, I still haven't played it. I keep forgetting. Like somebody gifted it to me. 
It's 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 really old school Final Fantasy sort of uh, gameplay, and it actually like harkens back to like <clears throat> the good era of Final Fantasy, like when Amano did all the like the designs and everything. Because mm-hmm. everything's hand painted, it's kind of like Bastion is only it's an RPG, um, not like a side-scrolling RPG. It's really cool. I've been really impressed with that, and I kind of have a throw up between that and Transistor because after looking through the list, it's like I didn't really see anything else that really caught my eye <coughs> besides those two games. Well, and Oddworld, but I haven't played that yet, so... I can't Oddworld, really like the... Uh, uh, new and Tasty. Or? New and Tasty, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, they haven't released that on PC, so uh, kind of out of luck so far. Hmm. So which one... Well, I'm getting a little feedback. Which one to you feels like the best game, though? Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I've been, like, on an art kick lately, and I think when I play Transistor... Like, the art style is really fucking cool. It's totally different from Bastion. Like, if there was one thing about Bastion I think I disliked, it's that the art seemed really, like, thrown together. Or, like, kind of, like, a mishmash. Sort of. Like, they didn't know what direction they wanted to take artistically. And Transistor's not the same? And Transistor, Transistor's, like, really well-rounded, I think, visually. And uh, musically, and with all the sound design and everything. Like, it's kind of like you, you take, like, cyberpunk and mix it with, like... Like art, art, not art noir, but like uh, art deco. That's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. It's sort of Bioshock appearance, and it looks like, and a lot of like the repeating details looks like Gustav Klimt got to it. He was an artist like in the early 1900s, hmm. um, and yeah, he was like, an, he was an awesome. <clears throat> but I mean, it's like it's really cool, really cool visually, and the music's really good because Darren Korb did it again, just like he did for Bastion. Um, same guy did the story, same guy did the character designs. I think the gameplay was a little more well-rounded. Like, it was a lot more fluid. It's more complicated, it. right? It, it's definitely more complicated. Like, the, 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 the uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, like, the, I guess the capability, the maneuvering system, like, the, the way you arrange your moves and everything is pretty complicated. Like, you can, there's a ton of different combinations. And I don't think anybody's really going to play it the same at all. Hmm. Um. My main concern with it was that it was really, really short. It only took me like four and a half hours to beat. Um, and the other one was that I thought the story was kind of lacking compared to Bastion's. Knox disagreed with me on this. But I think that, you know, I didn't really get... They didn't really get to, like, the meat of the story until, like, a half hour before the end of the game. You well, know? I mean, I thought it was a good story, but it did feel really rushed once you ran into those two guys in the tower. Yeah. You really, all, of really so, all of a sudden you were like... Way off in the end, I was like, "Wow, we're already already." Yeah, like, it just came up so suddenly that, I mean, the second half was definitely rushed, and I wish they'd spent a little more time yeah. unfolding it. But yeah, well, I remember Bastion had that. Well, it, I thought it had that problem, but like halfway through the maybe about two thirds away through the game, like they kind of threw this like wrench into the cogs, you know, and it kind of fucked everything up, and you kind of had to start over from the beginning, which was kind of cool. I thought because it added like another you know four hours of gameplay on a Bastion. So, <clears throat> to you, do you feel that uh, the time, like how much time you get out of the game, is an important factor to your game of the year? Though, because I remember, I, remember, it, didn't we do one of these years where it was like Journey or something? Yeah, and Journey's not a very long game at all. No, no Journey is probably what two hours at the yeah, most. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. short. But uh, you know, I think the thing was is that I don't know. Journey, Journey was far more emotional than Transistor is. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Transistor's cool. And Bastion is a, a fucking great game. Like, I will defend it to the well, end. Transistor's of kind of emotional. Well, tra- I mean, tra- it, it is. It is. If I can spoil, like, you know, I mean... I mean, Don't, Red, don't say, but yeah, there, there's Yeah, I there's mean, you know points. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that was like, whoa. You can spoil it. <laughs> no, can I spoil it? Yeah, three out of four people 
here. No. I mean, I mean, I mean, Red com- basically commits suicide at the end, and like you know, I mean, son of like, a bitch. I know. It's like oh, it's like oh, it's like oh, okay. But like Knox said, it's like they spent only the last half hour of the game really driving home how important you know this whole situate the whole plot was. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like left going, oh well, that sucks. Well, what does it mean? You know, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like you don't really have that much impact. But the yeah, art's really um, good. I mean, the, the thing so was, in terms of when you say you talk about how like time factors into the game of the year, I don't necessarily think, you know, I mean, time doesn't really dictate how good a game is in relation to story. It's how much time the story commands the game should last. Like, mm-hmm. Portal was like, what, a three-hour game? But what was like, that? This portal? portal. A Portal, yeah. yeah. You think about the story in Portal and, like, how simple it is and how... But it unfolds at a really steady pace and progresses, you know, properly in terms of you know story point of view. In terms of the narrative, how yeah. how it unfolds the yeah. narrative, like yeah. Whereas Bash, you know, not rather Transistor, it it felt like it needed to be like two hours longer in the middle. Well, yeah. the other thing too I noticed is um, like the replayability factor. Because for example, I'm not sure about Transistor, but Portal and those kind of games, I know a lot of people that do kind of replay it at least once or twice, just to, like, oh, maybe I'll do it differently this time or something like that. And then you kind of feel like you get a bit more value because well, it's, of that It's like watching a movie for the second time. Like, you see the details that you missed before. Yeah, but you do, you, do you feel that Transistor maybe doesn't it, quite it have could. that replayability? It, I, I, th- I think that, no, I think actually they're focusing on the replay, replayability more in Transistor than they did in Bastion. Because what they do is um, they have, you know, in, in this game they're called limiters. I forget what they're called. Oh, they're, they were the idols in uh, Bastion. Um where you, like, it takes away certain abilities, like it'll make certain things more difficult, and then it gives you an experience bonus. Mm-hmm. And when you play New Game Plus, you know, I think that kind of would figure into like how how you build your character after that, which was kind of which was kind of you know a second playthrough on Bastion was quite a bit different from the first time. Yeah. Not only cause, not only because you learn, but there are quite a bit new abilities you can harness. I've been noticing uh, actually. Not not super lately, but maybe the last year or two. That whole New Game Plus mechanic. Is is a lot more popular now. I mean, I know like some old school games d- would do yeah. it, but yeah. as a whole, like games wouldn't really do like a new game plus. But yeah. now, like the, in the past couple of years, a lot of games kind of institute like maybe it's not like a big deal. Maybe it's just like harder difficulty, or you get to carry over your stuff or something. Yeah. But like, I I do think it's interesting. Like it's definitely. Um, an attempt on the developer's part, I think, to try to increase the replayability of uh, yeah. of those yeah. games. And but I that, like it, but, but... But that shouldn't come at the expense of, like, the story itself. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, that's like, just, that, like, like, a cheap added value that they yeah. can tack on. Right. Yeah. I, it's, like, forced replayability, which isn't the yeah. same as natural replayability. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some games that are kind of cool with New Game Plus, like, uh... Trying to Bastion. think if... I mean, Bastion was... It was cool with New Game Plus. Well, did you? So, did you keep all your stats and stuff? Yeah, or? I mean, okay. you can you can carry over the character pretty much. And what was cool about that is that is that the Rux, the the narrator, I mean, made like comments about how oh you've played this before. Like he's like, hmm, I feel like I've done this before. <laughs> like he has a case of deja vu. You right, know? that's that's cute. Which I thought was a cool touch, especially I mean that works in with the story too. Yeah, actually, I think uh, that's one thing that a lot of the New Game Pluses don't necessarily. Uh, they're not self-aware like a lot of the them like you'll start the game over but it won't necessarily like i think is it dark souls 2 where you actually have a new game plus that acknowledges that you're doing it over again i think new i think that the first dark souls did that as well okay yeah something like that where 
it, the cheap way is to just let you start over the game and just keep all your stats and not yeah. have anything different. But it is kind of cool when they acknowledge, like, like maybe the boss says something slightly differently this time, or maybe you know some of the story is a little adjusted because uh, I, you know I, I would I would even submit that Dark Souls both of them you know from what little I know about the game, um, you know that's actually like a core mechanic is mm-hmm. you know replayability. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're gonna die so much. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean besides like getting killed all the time, like you beat the game and then that you know the the stuff you get from that playthrough carries on in the next one which leads to more diff- you know it's like a well, it's like it's like a positive feedback sort of right. thing the most obvious example to me would be the binding of Isaac yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah good point yeah yeah that's true which is like built strictly on the principle of replaying the game almost. yeah and i think that really works in their favor because it's random every time so yeah. i mean i've had cases where i get super lucky and i'll get like one of those like devil weapons or powers yeah. And, and a whole bunch of other, like, power-ups, and I'm like, yeah, this is fucking great. And then other times where I get jack shit, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm already at the end of the game, fun. and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm yeah. completely fucked. Yeah. yeah. FTL's like that, too, sometimes. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. I was just playing that. <laughs> but okay, right. so... Yeah. So, I guess, you know, it's a toss-up. I, I'm going to say... I want to, you know, maybe I'll talk about Child of Light some more, but it's a toss-up. I have to lean toward Transistor, just because, like I said, I think its visual style is cooler. Mm-hmm. But Child of Light looks really good, and it plays really well, and the sound design is really good. The rhyming scheme, like, the the, the narrative is a little forced, I think. If you play it, you'll see what I mean. Right. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, Transistor edges it out just a little bit because of its visual panache. It's really good. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, hey, Knox, what about uh-huh. you? <laughs> what? I'm like I'm completely juggling ideas here. It's really hard. Do you want me to come back to you? Yeah. Go to Adam. Okay, Adam. Go to Adam. I got this. It's Pete, easy. You're calling Adam. It's a very short list. Uh, it is a short list. Yeah. So if I were to just go replayability for me, it would be Advanced Warfare. Just, oh, just because he plays. just because that's my <laughs> drug of choice, my quick <laughs> fix, and you know I can jump in and out of a couple games. But, but my choice <laughs> on my is, short list here is South Park Stick of Truth. Oh, oh really? Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> I've heard it's really funny though. Action. Yes. So action. <laughs> It's okay, depending on how you play, you know, an RPG like this, an open world type thing, if you go through and find all of the minutiae the first time around, like I do, mm. you're not going to want to play this again. Oh, like if you play like a, like I play RPGs. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you're just hearing <laughs> the same jokes again. Yeah. But the first time through, it's fucking golden. And, <laughs> and if you're someone that just wants to rush through the main plot and then come back and find everything and collect everything, then it's going to be great for you too. Um, you know, uh, Trey Parker won that, uh, was it the Gamer Awards? He won for like best voice. Which oh, that's I hilarious. that was fucking wow. ridiculous though because yeah. it was him and like uh, was it Nolan North? No, it was Troy Baker. Yeah, right. I think for The Last of, of Us, maybe. Um, and then what's your face, Clementine from Walking Dead? Like a bunch of people that I'm like, wait, any of these was, other people should have won. What year was this? Well, because remember, Walking Dead season two was this year. Yeah, so, but I mean, you got you had Transistor. That narrator's amazing. No, I know, but like that's indicative of like how fucked the votes yeah. were because oh, Trey Parker 
one. And he even admitted, he's like, only in video games I, could I beat out Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Spacey. <laughs> you know, he, he fucking beat out Kevin Spacey for best actor or best voice actor or whatever we're, in the year. So we're like, all confused. he accepts an award, it's like the funniest speech of all time. Yeah. No, I'm, we're confused. It's it's award for most number of voices in a game. Maybe, <laughs> and it was for it was for stick of truth because what else what else would it yeah. have been? But it, it's kind of it feels like cheating because he's just doing the character voices from the the show. Yep. it's not like he's doing like a new performance that he's also crafted over yeah. what fifteen seasons yeah, it's, it's, or whatever. It's, it's, he's cheating. <laughs> um, but I was also very impressed because they knew their shit. They got the. Everything, every archetype down, like... Well, that game was in production for a while, right? Like, oh, yeah, that was, they took their time. Because yeah. it, it also had a uh, 2013 release date originally, mm-hmm. and then it got bumped twice over 2013, and then landed in February of right. this year. So, yeah. So is that actually your... your- that's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> I, I I saw some clips. I did think it was funny that depending on which region's game you were playing, they would oh, have those yeah. weird slides like the panda. No, not panda. The the koala bear. Yeah. Looking sad or something during the parts where like Australia was like, nope, you're not gonna ship this part of the game. Like the alien pro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that stuff. So that was kind of funny. It's a little creepy too. Some of the the slides they use for those. Uh, oh yeah. Those censored bits, but. Yeah, I still have to. I was waiting till the Steam sale discounted it because I, I heard from everyone else the same thing that if if you play it the first time through, great, you're probably not gonna play it yeah. again after that because it's like you're just it's a like a, a really long episode. Yeah, it is. So, I'll all right. I've been, I've been meaning to play that actually. Yeah, no, I mean, I do think um, despite the the lack of replayability, people seem pretty positive about you know your initial playthrough at least. So if yeah. you can get it cheap, it's probably pretty recommended, I would think. So cool. What was it? Is it Obsidian? What What was the company? I can't remember the company that worked on uh, Stick of Truth, but it was one of those things. Even you mentioned 2013, but I swear I thought it had been announced even earlier than that. Like it, it sounded like it had been. I thought it was 2012. Yeah, again. something like that. It, it was a couple like, years ago. It felt like it, it kind of disappeared for a while, yeah. and people mm-hmm. I think thought it might be like vaporware, and then it came back. It's like no, it's out. Yeah. Did they go through a sale? Even <clears throat> was that one of the properties sold off? Oh, when... I don't know. That's a good question. Oh. Hmm. Maybe that was why. Maybe. Yeah. It's hard to tell with developers because unless you're doing like a big AAA game. Who knows what could happen along the development cycle? Like some of these companies that aren't afraid to spend more than you know two years on a game, sometimes they'll just disappear from view until they have something like good to show. Yeah. So, which is kind of refreshing, honestly. You know, it's you can compared get, to like yearly releases. Yeah, because nice the, the company also can get the developers get burnt out when it's when you have like almost no time to spend on a on a game. Yeah, so THQ had the title uh, with Obsidian, right? And when they filed for bankruptcy in January 2013, they unloaded the game to Ubisoft. Oh, uh, so they finished it. Yeah, yeah. Obsidian. It's so funny. Like Obsidian always gets kind of cursed with either being like a sequel company, or you know, making a game that what was that? There's that fucking spy game that they made that uh oh, thief? no 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 um 
I can't remember. No, you're you're like a spy character. It's sort of similar to a Bioware style game where you can make choices on like what you say and stuff. I don't know why I'm blanking on the name, but most of their their main games don't necessarily do great. But the ones that do well are usually like sequel games that they made, like like Nice Old Republic yeah. Two, that kind of thing. So I in my head I know they're capable, but it always feels like they're like a peg lower maybe than the yeah. the, the big developers, which is a shame. But it's funny that it sounds like they probably did the bulk of this game, and then it went yoink, maybe to someone else. Unless they let Obsidian finish it underneath. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. After looking at the way like Assassin's Creed was this year. <clears throat> oh, speaking of speaking of Assassin's yeah. Creed, that shit was buggy as hell. Like, and it's your game of the year. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> no, no. I've I've been out on Assassin's Creed for a while ever since three. Like they they burn me pretty bad with that game. So no, but this uh, Unity. Unity. Yeah, but for Assassin's Creed Unity, though, the problem was, I guess, like, it feels like they didn't fucking test it or something. And the bugs were so oh, bad okay. that they just announced uh, recently that they were, for anyone that purchased it, they're offering, like, a free Ubisoft game or a game download. Which is like, what are you going to pick? Like Assassin's Creed 4 and like yeah. Watch Dogs and like two other games. Like you don't really have a giant variety to pick from. But um, it, it's, I don't know. I've seen so many video clips and screenshots of like crazy glitches. I think we, we talked about this last time. Like hair stretching across yeah. the screen. Like nice. Faces just invisible. Like with it, you just see eyes and floating, floating eyeballs. Around. And that's, yeah. that's some real Bethesda tier stuff there. No, that's the thing. Yeah. I was thinking that when... <laughs> When uh, when I saw the video, but uh, yeah, they just, I don't know what they're doing over there. They have to be victim to the ship cycle. Like, they need a new Assassin's Creed every year. I so. think that's the problem, and I think the, the downside of that is maybe at some point, it's kind of like me. Like, at one point, I was still excited about Assassin's Creed games coming out. And now it wasn't that long ago. It no, seemed. it wasn't. And yeah. then now... I mean, it was 15 games ago, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now they seem like clockwork. Like they have to announce like some new Assassin's Creed something, and they've gotten to the point where a lot of people are like, "Yeah, yeah, just say what the hell it is." We don't, we don't really give a fuck. <laughs> see a picture I posted on the Facebook group? Yes. Where it's that's... like it's like the the, the the setting is who cares? The time is who gives a fuck? The <laughs> setting is the, fuck off. It's a Mega sixty four guy saying that, so of course yeah. it's gonna be a little you know dickish yeah. that's, that's another <laughs> a little, that's another real a little, yeah, yeah <laughs> really real no but it's true that's that's unfortunately the Keeping side real, effect it was wrong it's like you pissed you've pissed me off for the last time i'm not gonna buy your fucking games until you know there's a clear indication that you're not being shitty with them anymore yeah, which right. that hasn't happened yet <laughs> so you said yeah right <laughs> that hurts somebody knocks <laughs> Well no, I, I I haven't bought a game uh, Assassin's Creed since three. There's been what four Unity, and then some weird in between DLC yeah. or some shit, and then the one where like you play like a Templar guy. There's too many fucking games. Um, She's been pirating them no. since the pirate one. No, this is the sad thing. I'm so disinterested. I'm not even doing that. <laughs> like, I'm like, eh, I don't care. Um, anyway, so those definitely... I'll save the bandwidth. I'll say those aren't amongst my candidates for Game of the Year. <laughs> what's Nox's? Nox, what's All right, name? so Nox, are you ready? Whew. 
All right. <laughs> I'm going to break it down by three distinct titles, with the last one being my actual game of the year. All right. All right. Okay. First, first one is Goat Simulator. Okay. Because if there's a fucking microcosm of society today, it is Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. That's a solid candidate. So, something that just got fucking popular by being so fucking stupid that people bought the shit out of it. Yeah. Well, it was a it was a green light, a Steam green light game, right? Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't it got green lit because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. I didn't play it myself, but goddamn, if that's not a nominee, <laughs> it's like this year's Snakes on a Plane. Yes, yeah, that is exactly what it is. It was yeah. so awful. Well, okay, yeah, it's funny. It is about that bad. <laughs> All right, um, moving on, the second one I played that really stuck with me. I was going to bring up Transistor and Monk's Leaf, but Colin already brought it up, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, but the second one I was going to bring up was The Banner Saga. Oh, yeah. I played a little bit of that one. Which um, I thought was a really well-constructed game. It was you know, very well. Really gorgeous was, animation, too. Really gorgeous animation. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous animation. It was really close, right up there with my number one. Um, the way the characters interact and how the story unfolds was really well done. Mm-hmm. Ask, ask me on a different day, I might choose that. <laughs> but, but today but today is, is not that day <laughs> today it is wolfenstein the new order oh you oh. know i it's funny you say that because like everyone i've talked to that's actually played it seems to like sing its praises because it's apparently a really fun game which it's i really i was so surprised game. i was expecting it to suck yeah it was a really good like i played that with no expectations which might be why i liked it so much yeah like, I played it with, you know, the last Wolfenstein game fresh in my mind, which... Yikes. Yikes. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, was it the one that Raven made? It was just, like, in 2008 or 9, I think? Yeah, it was, it was Poop ago. on a Crap. Yeah. That's the one with the tacked-on multiplayer that apparently was really awful. Yeah, Poop on a Crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one was actually really well done. It's, you know, it's definitely a throwback first-person shooter, which a Wolfenstein game should be. Um... It has the replayability factor in it because at the very start of the game, there's a decision you make that actually splinters the story and affects the actual gameplay itself in two different directions. Oh. Like one direction is much more action-based, one more direction has you a little bit more stealthy. Not like a stealth game necessarily, but there's this lock-picking mechanism that doesn't even show up in one course of the game, and it's like very prevalent in the other course of the game. Oh. Huh. Well, does that affect the plot, though, or is it just purely the gameplay? Well, here's the thing. Um, one side of the plot has different characters appear. Oh. Like, you, to, to get the whole, like, both experiences are completely different. That's cool. So it's kind of like... There are, like, two or three characters that don't appear in the other storyline. It sort of sounds like... I still haven't gotten around to playing it, which I should, because the third one's coming out. But the, the second Witcher game it sounds like it has a similar sort of uh, mechanic where it's like you can kind of either ally yourself, ally yourself with different characters, which totally shifts the plot in uh, like a different direction yeah. and so a lot of the stuff you do is tailored to like the choice that you made so this sounds like it's a similar kind of like if you if you're all in on the action stuff then uh yeah. that that adjusts to to suit your your choice yeah well i mean it's kind of interesting because the two characters one's <laughs> like the um the shaky rookie who keeps like fucking stuff up in the first mission uh-huh but means well and the other one's like the grizzly veteran who's just a complete badass. And so do they do something where like the 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 veteran ends up being the shitty choice or something? But the the, 
No, 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 no nothing like that. Like some weird um, switcheroo, yeah. right? Like no, you would there's think no weird switcheroo or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, on top of that, there's also, like, perks you can unlock. And by perks, it's just, like, different, like, if you want to run quicker with two guns at the same time or if you prefer to be <laughs> more course. stealthy. It really is an old-school shooter. <laughs> it's a completely old-school shooter. Just hold down yeah. sprint like Doom. Yeah. Yeah, it's but I mean in that regard it was really well done old school shooter. Like you know there are those like Duke Nukem Forever. So it's just like oh you uh, yeah. got to be fucking kidding me like you're trying too hard here like it just is an old school shooter. You know. Well that so it's what Duke Nukem wanted to be. Yeah. But exactly. didn't quite make it. <laughs> and yeah, except it doesn't suck. Right. Yeah. And and to my to much to my shock it was actually like in terms of character development and narrative it was actually really well done. So does B.J. Blaskowitz actually have a personality? <laughs> or is he just kind of there? Yeah, I mean, he has... It's not like... I mean, obviously he... How do I put this? He's the Luke Skywalker, obviously. Right. No, I mean, not like in a... He's not like a dork or... He's just like... Just uh, better, a bit, you know what? John McClane. That's the best comparison I can make. So he does wisecracks he's, and shit? He's John fucking McClane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> dorks. He looks like a couple of dorks. So he's um he he's very much like... He's just a grizzled badass who, you know, fucks shit up and makes a wisecrack every once in a while. Okay. Didn't, didn't like the like the incorporation of the two sex scenes so much, but, you know, what can we do? <laughs> oh, really? Also... <laughs> damn it. Well, right? they, yeah. That's always kind of the the demanded thing nowadays. Why is that? Like, if you have any... It's a bunch of 18... It's like 16-year-old kids playing games. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I brought this up, like, when I first started playing it way back in February during the podcast. I was like, oh, there was just this one sex scene, and I, I don't know where it's going to go from here. Is it, like, a super long scene, or...? <laughs> no, it, it's it's pretty short, but... And like, it turned out there was two scenes. It's so unnecessary. Yeah, well, the second one's more comedic. Oh, Oh, comedic sex! <laughs> I swear to God, it's oh, a comedic well. sex. Oh no! Is it one of those things where like somebody interrupts them or something, and then they're like, "Ha ha! It's so funny! <laughs> you saw us doing it!" No, 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 no! no. Okay. It's more like they're talking, and like the other people are in the other room, banging the wall, telling them to shut the fuck up. Oh, I see. Okay, that's kind of funny. I guess it's better. <laughs> but like, other than those two moments, on the whole, I found myself really enjoying. <laughs> So solid game then. Yeah, solid game overall, cool. and uh, it even took you through different environments. You go through the water, you go to the moon. It's good times. Overall. The moon, okay, that's different uh. for sure. <laughs> yeah, Nazi moon. Yeah, <laughs> I would assume there's Nazi astronauts or something. We have taken the moon. We are on the moon now. It's <laughs> uh, almost too good. Taken the moon for the 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 fuel. It's a, it's a decent accent. Yeah, American <laughs> fucking pig. Because I actually speak German, that's why I can pull off an axe. Oh yeah. well. <laughs> okay, no, but, so um, okay. worth playing. For so sure. so Wolfenstein, good choice. Wolfenstein. Okay. Know. Um, that's hey, my Okay. And she's like, oh, I gotta. No, this this year's <laughs> been kind of weird because there were a lot of games that I expected should have been good games, and weren't. <laughs> Like, uh, I got so excited for that f- stupid alien, uh, yeah. what is it, alien, Re- I can't even remember the name. Isolation. 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 I was going to say oh, Revelation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> alien, yeah, it's a revelation, and it's not a good game. It's, it, um, it's got a splinter effect to it. Like, well, some people absolutely love the fucking thing. That's the thing. Like, really? I can, I can kind of see how they like it, because it's, it's very stealth-based, and it's very, you know, kind of like if you liked Amnesia, 
it's similar in that, like, you can't, like, you're given weapons and stuff, so that's different than Amnesia, where you have, like, literally nothing. But you still feel really powerless, and you get killed pretty easily. So you really don't want to use your weapons most of the time if, if you're playing it smart. Because also weapons make noise, and, you know, everything, like, the alien will always be in the fucking rafter somewhere trying to trying to get at you. But there's a lot of stuff that just was really disappointing, like, really stupid AI and a lot of, like, just very bizarre um, design choices. I will say, like, the look of the game is really cool. Like, somebody clearly spent a lot of time making those really clear references to the, um, fuck, what's the original the ship? Nostromo. The Nostromo and all that stuff. But that, that, that looked like a really strong point of that game, actually. Yeah. Like, like I, thought that, I thought that, you know, uh, what a lot of Alien games are missing is that I mean, the Nostromo is like a total like like '80s cyberpunk. Like, yeah. there's a big difference between cyberpunk now, and it's more like Blade Runner esque. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like like. Well, it's got that kind of old vibe to it. Even yeah. Futury. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like what a, it's like what a person in the '70s would have seen the future being like. Well, now. It, it, it's so close because like even even the screens and stuff you interact with look like fucking dot matrix. You know, like like yeah. old school green text like screens yeah and so it's kind of funny that they have that in there but then you also have like androids and you know synthetic life forms and shit yeah. so it, i sh- i wanted to like it really bad and i just didn't like it and then the other disappointment was destiny for me just because they built that sh- they, the hype <laughs> the hype yeah. was too much oh yeah that you know? hype that was... hype yeah. That hype, you know, I just it didn't uh, it didn't stack up. It, the game, like the gameplay itself, is super solid. Like you know, the running and shooting, like you can't fault a bungee game uh, for you know. Well, it, they like, always have excellent game. Yeah, always excellent gameplay. The problem is the story is like, where the fuck is the story? <laughs> you know, which is which is really weird for a bungee game. It's it's strange. What's what's so weird and so frustrating is you can tell. There's some fucking hidden door where, like, hey, just beyond this point, there's a ton of lore because they always slightly hint to it, but then they don't really elaborate on it and tell you, like, you know, for example, even how the big fucking ball got there, like, they're really vague about, like, oh, this came here and then bad stuff happened and then this (laughs) other stuff. Wow. (laughs) Like, maybe they did it with the intent of, like, elaborating later or something. But they really should have front-loaded some of that shit because you you end up doing a bunch of missions that you don't even know, like, what's the significance of doing this? You'll get Peter Dinklage saying a couple little lines like, oh, we have to do the thing because I, my voice acting is really bad in this game. And then you have, <laughs> Do the thing. <laughs> yeah, do, do the thing over there. Shoot the J. You know, here's the next wave of enemies again, you know, so... But wait, what about the uh, Paul McCartney song? Is that... <laughs> oh, what? I forgot. So during the credit sequence... Uh, Paul McCartney apparently did like a song. It was on the uh, Colbert Report. Yeah. Was, was, was it wonderful Christmas time? <laughs> what? Okay. Wonderful Christmas time. Oh no! Instead, that's McCartney like, shitty. Yeah. He made a song for, I guess, the credits, but it's not that. I mean, it's okay. I don't know what Venn diagram. Like, Worst like, Beatle ever. But seriously, what Venn diagram did they look at, and they were like? <laughs> All of our core gamers, they're going to be oh, buying okay. this game. Oh, yeah, they're going to listen and to And they're all Paul McCartney yeah, fans. I, I don't understand. Like, maybe one of the bunch of employees was like, dude, I love Paul McCartney. We yeah. just got it. It's like if they maybe got... it's because El- Marty O'Donnell left. Yeah, but what, what replacement <laughs> is that? Like, who goes from, from <laughs> That's O'Donnell That's what I mean, who to, goes from Marty yeah. O'Donnell to, to fucking Paul McCartney. Yeah, what the... F- what the... I don't know. 
It's, it's such he, a weird... He was it's playing a, the studio. Like, I don't even you know, know what it is. It's the Super Bowl halftime show of games. Oh. I, guess. I so mean, they're they going to the, like, so get the Who next and finally crucify them. Or they could have had, like, Elton. And then they'll get Bruce Springsteen. What the fuck? It could have been anybody... It's such a bizarre, random choice. Anyway, so that was... should have chosen, like, Skrillex. Isn't that what the kids are into nowadays? Oh, hell no. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. But Destiny (laughs) felt like... Destiny is one of those games that feels like it's not going to have that type of music, at least. I guess. Um, It's it's still pretty Halo-y, like, in terms of the overall music feel. I mean, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it was so disappointing. So those two games disappointed me. I did play... um, this was much earlier in the year when uh, Infamous came out. Infamous Second Son was pretty good. I, I actually liked it a lot, and uh, the animation was great. Uh, the gameplay was really solid because I played the first two Infamous games, and you know it's the whole like, oh, I have superpowers and I'm it's third yeah. person running around in the open world. But it was a really satisfying open world, and it was it's like this pseudo Seattle, like it's Seattle. But uh, obviously, certain liberties are taken with certain areas. It's not like a you know, block for block the same city. Um, and I I liked it a lot. I will say, and it's it's tough because it's my most recent game. So you know, I'm trying to not be too biased. But Dragon the Dragon Age Inquisition game was fucking amazing. I was wondering if any. <laughs> the, okay, I don't I don't know if you, Adam or Knox uses Tumblr, but I do, and I follow oh these. She is not. Shut up about this game for the past three weeks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was thinking about that actually the other day because like, you're posting all these other things, and I was I just keep posting yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting. Let's just pull her feed in. No, yeah, I'm just, I, 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 no I sit there bitching about politics, and she's talking about and I'm drawing stuff. Yeah, and like, oh, these characters are great. No, I was really surprised because, like, I th- I mentioned this before in the past. Dragon Age Two is shit. Is total shit, like laziest <laughs> fucking game design I've ever seen. You know, you know, with the cut and paste dungeons where they like the same dungeon yeah. but like s- done like eight times. And the first game was great, but it was a long time ago, and it hasn't really aged well if you play it. Like it's it's kind of there's there's sections of the very first game where you just slog through it, and you're like, oh my god, can we get out of this like dwarf area? Like this sucks. But um, the story was good in that game, so I kind of forgave that one a little bit. But Inquisition, it's kind of like somebody. Like, if you played the Mass Effect games, like, Mass Effect 3 clearly was adjusted from all the... I mean, that's, I'm not talking about story-wise. Yeah, exactly. No, but I, I'm, I'm purely talking gameplay-wise. Like, there's clearly problems... You can't get past the fart of the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I ignore the whole story side of it... I, I, what I'm saying is, they. it, it feels like somebody went in and kind of uh, examined, like, what worked and what did, didn't gameplay-wise with the previous two games and said, okay, we're not going to do that shit again. And they've made a game that's really fun. Like, you have a super open-world feel, almost akin to, like, Skyrim. Like, one of the reasons why I love Skyrim so much is actually because I usually don't do the main story. Yeah. I'll just kind of run off and do whatever oh, yeah. the fuck I want. And so this yeah. scratches that same itch. Yeah, no, no, it, it totally does. Like because you obviously have to unlock certain story points to kind of open up the areas yeah. more. But once you do that and you have access to all these areas, you could be like, I'm just gonna. Here's the infamous thing. Like, I'm gonna hang out in the area called the Hinterlands forever. Like, you could just. It's a huge area, and if I wanted to, I could just like kill shit and fight dragons <laughs> and unlock these other little fetch quests, all kinds of bullshit, and not have to actually deal with the main story until I want to. 
which is cool because I was afraid Bioware was going down this path where they were getting more and more like linear. Yeah. And it, okay, the story itself is kind of linear in the long run, but you can choose a lot of the middle kind of plot points, like in the order in which you do them. So I thought that was really cool. The characters are are way better. Like their animation. <laughs> Animation is still terrible. Animation <laughs> is still awful. You're so, just picky. huh? You're just picky. No, it's bad. <laughs> like they they still Shots do. Shots fired. I mean, there's a okay, there's a lot of dialogue. So I I will concede that it to do a really good job with the animation, you they probably would need an, needed an extra like two years or something because there's just a lot of stuff that people say. So what they've clearly done, kind of like um, what I noticed with the previous games, is. There's certain animation sets. Like once in a while, you'll see like, oh, that he's touching his eye yeah. in that way that I saw like an hour ago with this other character, sort of thing. Like, but they're better about hiding it in this game. Like I haven't really consciously caught myself thinking that as much as compared to like uh, Old Republic or uh, you know Mass Effect games. It's not happening within the same conversation, right? At yeah. least. Yeah, it's not like beginning of the conversation, rub your eyebrow. <laughs> right, because Swotor yeah. is really bad. Sometimes within the same cutscene, you see like two different guys doing the same thing. It's really awful. Um, <clears throat> so the animation, if you look past that part, like the voice acting is really top notch. The funny thing is they take they've taken characters from the previous games that come back in this game and somehow like their voice actors like leveled up like like oh shit these performances are <laughs> wow. these performances are better this time around either they have a better voice director maybe or something fucking changed because some people are way more effective emotionally um and it's, it's just a lot of fun and uh, i will say there was this stupid patch that came out like i think a week ago or, or the previous week that like broke tons of shit for PC users. I think by now, by as of this episode, a lot of that has mostly been smoothed over, but they were almost reaching like Bethesda levels of shit is broken. <laughs> like like what people flying Bethesda up into the sky Ubisoft. and <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft. Actually, I guess yeah, Ubisoft is the new Bethesda. For at, le at least at least with Bethesda games they can, you know, patchers will or not patchers but like modders will fix it. Yeah. You know, but you can't get that with Ubisoft. Well, they lock their shit down like a fucking, you know. Here's the problem with, uh, yeah, here's also the problem with EA stuff. So the this Bioware game is using the new Frostbite engine. Is it Frostbite 2 or 3 or whatever the current number is? And that is trying to make it infinitely harder for modders to adjust because it's just it's just a, a more difficult engine. Although modders are fucking amazing, they're already figuring out how to change textures and certain uh, uh, models and stuff. So even with an engine that's supposed to be like mod-proof, people are still kind of you know tinkering at it. So I'm sure at some point maybe people will start repairing things the way that maybe the Skyrim. Uh, fans were doing but not to the same extent maybe i don't know mm. but you i think one thing that that sucks is that uh there are a lot of people that have um i don't know if i'd call them agendas there's a bunch of arguments about because you know bioware has kind of the balls to have characters that have different like sexualities yeah. or sexual orientations are, so wait are, are people still bitching about sexuality in video games well it's 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 a weird yeah. it's a weird altered version of that so it's we're not getting the argument i mean maybe we are but i'm not seeing it where people are complaining that there are a ton of non-straight people that's not the argument this time around this time around people are like 
why isn't everybody bisexual? Or why isn't everybody, like, uh, gay? Or, or why isn't there a way to, to, to let my character romance anybody I want? And, you know, kind of... The pendulum swung too far the in other the other way, direction, you're saying? Where now they're almost saying, like, whatever writers chose for those characters' orientations shouldn't be, like, the actual canon orientation. It's like, dude, you're disrespecting whatever mm. they chose for those characters. Canon-wise, everybody should be omnisexual. Yeah. yeah. This is basic fact. The yes. funny thing is that's kind of what they did in the second game, and that actually made it to some people a less interesting game because it's like, well, I could just romance yeah. everybody. Like, it's just some big harem or some shit. Like, you don't get <laughs> you don't get what feels like a distinct, you know, like you don't get adjacent orientation things. Like maybe a straight guy here, bisexual girl there, gay guy there, whatever. Like it's it's a it's a weird argument that people are having right now. <laughs> Not sure why. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I still think overall, though, it's a really great game. And I I will say, if you haven't played the previous two, it, it's kind of a little intimidating to get into, just because they do discuss a lot of things that happened previously. But they try to flesh it out enough. Like, if you never experience those things, they'll give you, like, a summary. So it's not like you uh, are going in totally blind. But yeah, I, I would totally... If kind anybody, of the Mass Effect 2 on PlayStation experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah without the little flip book kind of thing where you choose right. like what your choices would have been or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, 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 rec- I recommend it. For anybody that tell. likes... you're drawing RPG shit over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're actually drawing stuff. Put it on the Facebook. <laughs> no, do not. Your artist, she, everybody, G's picky about her art. She doesn't think it's good I, enough when it's you, perfectly great. Will you please great. link her Tumblr to me? So no, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm not going to put it on the not Facebook, Facebook, but I'll send it to I, Knox. I need to see this. I need to find out what's going on. All right, fine. To Knox only. <laughs> only anyway, to not Adam. <laughs> I think that's, that's actually kind of nice, though, that... It's nice that this time around we everybody has a pretty different yeah, game. Yeah, pretty different. It's not just Journey. <laughs> no, isn't that... But don't you feel... I mean, because I know we're pretty cynical about it, but don't you feel a little bit better about the fact that the uh, the candidate, or the, the game of the years that we're talking about actually have variety this time around? It's not yeah. like everybody's picking something from the same genre yeah. or anything. It's, 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 it's a slow what, change, what, what, what I think. We, we had a shooter, we had an RPG, we had... Yeah. Have an action adventure, and then, um, wait. Well, oh, Adam. I guess that was another RPG. Was RPG. but it's a different type. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah. There's a lot of comedy sex in mine. Knox and I sex. prefer no, that. Roll no, up that comedy sex. <laughs> comedy <Yeah>. sex. <laughs> Funny yeah. sex. Yes, when I'm. That's what Dragon Age plan. is missing. So it is what Dragon Age is missing. Transistor also missing comedy sex. Oh, that um, would be weird. We'll just have swords shoved in the thing. I'm, well, I mean, the spine. That's all I'm going to say. Is that comedic, so. though? I don't think that's comedic. No, it, was, it wasn't funny at all. <laughs> there was nothing funny about It was that. pretty sad. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> anyway, but I think that's uh, it's pretty good, unless you guys have any holiday commentary you'd like to end, no. end with. No? I think when we t- talked about holiday games in the past, we pretty much covered all our faces. Well, that's the it's thing. Like, you know, they to- at this point, we'd have to be like holiday smells that are finally like video games or something like yeah. that. Yeah. We're, we're like, I, I, like, I like to burn a gingerbread you know, candle while I play my video games during Christmas. Um, <laughs> you know? Does that make your gaming experience? It, like... it makes it makes it feel like I'm, I'm, do, I'm cooking, which I never do, hardly. <laughs> cooking while you're playing video games. Cooking yeah. video games. Yeah. 
Microwaving hot. It's like cooking, it's like cooking with dog, but that's cooking cooking with dog. Cooking with the dog. <laughs> cooking with the dog. <laughs> I just showed that uh, that YouTube channel to Chase. Uh, oh really? To go. It's pretty great. <laughs> I love cooking with dog. It's funny. Have you seen it? No. So Adam hasn't seen it. It's this Japanese YouTube channel where they they make Japanese recipes. And there's this little um, poodle. Hello, that's... hello. My name is Francis. Francis. I'm <laughs> the host of the show, Cooking with Doug. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy has like a really heavily accented uh, Oh, but place. it's cute. It's, it's cute, it's funny. though. And it's yeah. actually really informative. A lot of their recipes look really good. Yeah. I've I made actually, a couple things from there. I'll, I'll recommend that. So for anybody uh, traveling home this year uh, and you want to cook something for your family, check out Cooking with Dog on YouTube. Yeah, it's <laughs> make, just what you need during Christmas. Make a recipe. And, and, some and rest pork. assured, they aren't actually cooking with dog. No, the dog yeah. is a, there's is, just a dog present. The dog, the dog, the dog is killed the, off screen. <laughs> <laughs> the, do, the dog is sitting next to the woman doing the cooking. And what's funny is a woman speaks Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. How is that funny? <laughs> because he's speaking English. You think oh. the dog would speak Japanese and the woman would speak English? That's crazy. <laughs> You're talking yeah, crazy. Crazy. I'm talking crazy. All right. Well, <laughs> um, I guess that that wraps us up for this this year. You, you see, this episode was short because we didn't say it was going to be short. Well, yeah, I didn't. I didn't jinx it, right? All right, put no, it on the did. clock. Let's go. Um. All right. So, well, I start talking. Colin, transistor was shit. It's Fuck growing you. less short. <laughs> yeah, as you extended. All right. Okay, All right, well, tell, them, tell, them, tell them about the iTunes and everything. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, uh, for listening this year. We appreciate it. Um, if you want to email us any of your favorite game of the year picks, you can do so. Uh, our email is nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook where we regularly post stuff, which is just in the name of game. We have a Twitter, which is at in the name of game. And we have a site, which is in the name of game.com. Um, if you want to subscribe to us on iTunes, that would be fantastic. We are on there. Uh, if you would like to leave us a nice review while you're there, that's always appreciated. Yeah, stroke our ego. Yes, please. How about make it a Christmas gift? Give us a nice review. That would yeah. be awesome. And then um, send me another video card. <laughs> Did your video card break? <laughs> no, I just got it. It's working oh, okay. wonderfully. It's awesome. <laughs> Now you've jinxed it. No, I want another one for another monitor. Oh, God. Anyway, but thanks, guys. Um, It's been an interesting year. Hopefully next year will be even better. Star Wars next year. Uh, It has nothing to do with games. I'm just excited. (laughs) Star Wars and um, Avengers. We're not going to talk about the hill. We're not going to talk about the hill. Yes. (laughs) Stanley Cup Finals. Well, okay. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Can we make it a tradition to play it's beginning to look a lot like Dust Bowl? I, I think I'll do that. I'll Days and Brewing it's Company. It's beginning to look. Yeah, Days and Brewing Company will be there. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to next year. What? The newest uh, dude. Do you think me and me and my roommate are opening a brewery? Oh, I'm sure about it. That should be interesting. Yeah, I was, I was actually dead serious about that. Yeah, we're we're gonna open a place. <laughs> I think it's pretty sure right now. But that's it. You know, now I'm gonna sing. It's beginning to look. It's the beginning to like look. The the lot Thanks, lot guys. See you next time. Oh. Sentries everywhere. There are lots of snipers, so beware. It's beginning to look a lot like dust bowl. Stick is on the floor. They explode without a doubt, flying giblets all about, and we've lost for sure. Our heavies are burning and points were not earning, while rockets shoot through the zone. 
Syringes are flying and scouts they are dying and Kukri's cut through the bone. The countdown clock is running out and we are getting owned. It's beginning to look a lot like Dust Bowl. Soon this match will end. Can't hope for overtime. This beating should be a crime. Our turn to The fifth.